This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, one and all, down here, up there, to the Late Show. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Now... Sure, you're asking, what are we going to talk about tonight? Well, I'm afraid that's classified. (laughs) Because there's an update on the ongoing story of documents being found at President Biden's office and home. And I'll tell you the latest in my unfortunately recurring segment, What's Up, Docs? Let me catch you up. As of last week, Biden aides and the Justice Department had found about 20 classified documents, but that total went up on Friday when the FBI searched Biden's Delaware home and found six additional items that contained documents with classified markings. How could America be $31 trillion in debt and apparently no one in the executive branch has ever purchased a shredder? (laughs) Apparently, apparently all politicians just hoard classified material. I'm starting to wonder how Jimmy Carter insulates all those habitats for humanity. (laughs) Check it out. Just check it out. Check it out. The new uh, documents found on Friday included handwritten notes and spanned Biden's time in the Senate and vice president. The Senate? He joined the Senate, no lie, 50 years ago. Those notes are ancient. One of them was, find out who put the bop in the bop shabop shabop. <laughs> who put the ram in the ram a thing? No. Hey. Of course, Republicans want to say Biden's situation is the same as the former president, but there's one big difference. They're different. <laughs> For instance, President Biden agreed to a planned consensual search and voluntarily allowed the FBI into his home. So he's either cooperating or his adult children are trying to get someone else to clean out Grandpa's junk. (laughs) Hello, FBI. Uh, Yes, uh, I'm pretty sure Pop Pop's probably got state secrets in the attic. Yeah, yeah. They're in there with his old life magazines. Could you come take all of them away? (laughs) Still, it sucks. It sucks that they keep finding additional documents. They found the first ones, how long ago? Like 80, 82 days ago, something like that. And they keep finding a little bit more all the time. It's, uh, it's, it's like, uh, news people, help me out. It is this drip, drip, drip of revelations and discoveries. This drip, drip, drip. This is yet another drip. This drip, drip, drip just continues. We continue to find drip, drip, drip. 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 That'll never stop. Thank you. Thank you. Why not? Makes sense. Glad you know. Speaking of things I've been speaking about a lot lately, Republican Representative George Santos, seen here asking... Seen here, seen here asking an old lady the name of her first pet. 
By now, it's been pretty well established that Santos is a liar, and he should definitely resign. And I'm not the only one who thinks that. So does New York Congressman Richie Torres. Look, George Santos defrauded his way into the United States Congress. He has no business being a member of Congress. His only purpose is to be a punchline for late-night comedy. I know. <laughs> I know. Isn't it? Isn't it great? <laughs> Let's do some now. Last week, you'll recall that photos and videos emerged of Santos performing as a drag queen in Brazil. He denied it and called the claims outrageous and categorically false. Turns out the category of the false was true. <laughs> as he told reporters this weekend. Oh, I was not a drag queen in Brazil, guys. I was young and I had fun at a festival. Sue me for having a life. Oh. Oh, George, no one's mad at you for having a life. They're mad at you for having, like, five lives. <laughs> That's greedy. Now, in, in that video, Santos is walking through a New York airport, which explains his new drag name, LaGuardia Carousel. <laughs> he also... <laughs> Santos also dodged a question about his lie that his mother died on 9-11. No. Was your mother at the World Trade Center on 9 11? Look, look, this isn't how you conduct an, uh, an interview. Adding, and I would know, or my name isn't the cast of The View. <laughs> that wasn't the first time Santos acknowledged that he did drag. This weekend, Internet sleuths found an old Wikipedia page from 2011 with the name Anthony DeVolder, a Santos uh, alias, in which he confirmed that he participated in drag shows as a teenager living in Brazil. Finally! Just tell the truth, George. There's nothing wrong with doing drag unless you pair nude pantyhose with an open-toed pump. Because, girl, <laughs> there is no coming back from that. Okay? The uh, Wikipedia bio also delves into some delicious new lies with DeVolder falsely claiming to have started in a few TV shows and Disney Channel shows, such as the hit Hannah Montana. Okay, scamming veterans and lying about our, your mom dying on 9-11 is one thing, but violating the sanctity of Hannah Montana? <laughs> Sir, you do not deserve the best of both worlds or a hoedown throwdown or a third song I did not have time to Google. <laughs> bottom line, bottom line, this is Congress. Not a party in the USA. <laughs> Which is... Not... That's not Hannah, but that's... It does make sense he'd identify with Hannah Montana. They both lead double lives, they're both wanted internationally, and they're both the superstar children of Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> this, uh... Anthony DeVolder also claims to have appeared on The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Okay, I seriously doubt he was in any Disney shows. Though I'm pretty sure he was in Nickelodeon's... No, iCarly. <laughs> the bio claims Santos's first major film role was in the non-existent 2009 movie The Invasion, starting Alicia Silverstone and Uma Thurman. <laughs> oh, I love Uma Thurman. She was so good in Perp Ferguson. <laughs> Perp Ferguson? 
We also had some news from the former president over the weekend. Uh, throughout his campaign, he frequently appeared with YouTube MAGA influencer sisters Diamond and Silk. Unfortunately, Lynette Diamond Hardaway recently passed away, and on Saturday, the former president attended her memorial service and gave a eulogy where he spoke highly of the woman who did so much to help his campaign in between complaints about how long the funeral was going. They told me... I said, give me a little time, because I have a lot of people waiting for me back in a place called Palm Beach, Florida. They said, give me a little time. What do you think it'll take? Oh, about 15, 20 minutes, sir, in and out. I said, well, it could take longer. This is a little longer than 15 minutes, right? Okay. That's an unusual vibe for a eulogy. Losing Grandpa reminds us that every minute is precious, especially because your boy here's got a 3 o'clock tea time. (laughs) Chop, chop, let's cry it out and drop that pop. During his remarks, the former president maintained all the focus and solemnity of a bumblebee trapped inside a balloon. <laughs> here's, here's another part. Quality image. Good image. Here's another part of his memorial for one of his biggest supporters. So common sense would tell you all of these things. Inflation was caused by energy. They stopped the energy, and all of a sudden, your gasoline went from $1.87 a gallon to five, six, seven, in California, $8 a gallon. And when your baker makes his cakes and when your hospitals create heat and all of the different things you need this for, uh, everything goes up. And you look at what inflation has done to many other countries, it is an absolute death sentence. But your sister, Diamond, was taken from us much too soon. He did eventually, he did eventually say a few words about the thing on everyone's mind. When I did The Apprentice, it became the number one show on television, and it did well for years. And they recommended Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a big movie star, right? And he, uh, I mean, I said, that sounds like a great idea. He should be able to do well. I wanted to see it do well, although I'm not that sure about that. Well, he did really poorly. He got no ratings. That thing was a disaster. Well, they got Martha, too, right? Martha Stewart. She, they put her in there. That was a disaster. Is there any way Martha Stewart could take over this eulogy? Because <laughs> even if she just frosted a cupcake, it would be more appropriate. The ex-pres finally gave words of comfort to the woman who had been at Diamond's side for every appearance she'd ever made, her sister Silk. I knew Diamond, but I didn't know Silk at all. I just learned about Silk. You're fantastic. You're going to carry on beyond beyond anybody's wildest imagination. If you just learned about Silk, I'm going to go ahead and say you didn't know much about Diamond. <laughs> That's like saying, I'm a lifelong fan of Garfunkel. Who's this Simon I'm just hearing about? Did they do anything together? It's an especially weird thing to say, given all these pictures of them together including this one of the former president holding Silk's hand and looking into her eyes. What is he saying there? I can't wait to meet you someday. (laughs) We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Nathan Lane.
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, welcome back, everybody. My first guest tonight is an Emmy and three-time Tony Award-winning actor. He's back on Broadway in the new play, Pictures from Home. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Nathan Lane. How about that? Thank you all very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Wow. Please. Please. I like the pinstripes. Thank you. I feel like we're about to go into fugue for ten horns. <laughs> so, rainy Nathan... days and Mondays always get me down, but not when I'm with you, Stephen. I hope it's not too late to say Happy New Year to you and the lovely Abby. Oh, that's no, not at all. It's I hope it's a good year for all of us. As George Santos likes to say, whole new year, whole new me. You know what? You know, let's. I'm and I'm I'm getting organized Marie Kondo style. Oh, you went this year? This is yes, starting yes. I went through the garage. I threw out all confidential documents that don't spark joy. It's important. Everybody should do that. You'll now, feel since, better. Since the, since the last time uh, we were together, yes. and, it can, and it's been too long. That's, yes. That's my fault. I apologize. Uh, you won an Emmy for your yes. performance, your guest performance yes. in my yes only. A, a guest performer on Only Murders in the Building. Congratulations correct. on that. Thank now, you. My understanding is... My understanding, and correct, correct me if I'm wrong, is that th by doing so, this, with this nomination, you set a record of some sort. Yes, this was my, my first primetime Emmy. I do have two daytime Emmys, which, as you know, are filled with chocolate and not taken quite as seriously. Mm -hmm. I don't yes. know if you know this, but if you have four daytime Emmys, you can trade them for a primetime Emmy. Oh, wow. I didn't know, I didn't know Where that, yeah. two day, daytime Emmys, you can only get a pair of fuzzy dice and a, and a Baby Yoda Chia Pet. <laughs> so uh, this was very exciting. Uh, uh, amazingly to me, yes, I am now the most nominated guest actor in Emmy history oh. for this. Oh, okay. For Outstanding uh, achievement in a guest performance by uh, Meow Meow and a Meow yes. Meow. Yes. Uh, it was my seventh nomination, the seventh time was the charm, as they say. Sure, sure. And uh, it was for this role of Teddy Demas uh, and uh, in, in Murders in the Building. And I, I, I have a deaf son, and so we communicate with, with American Sign Language, and I find it interesting that the time I finally won was for an episode in which I was completely silent. <laughs> all, all these years, all these years, the Academy was just waiting for me to shut up. Okay, uh, the Museum of Broadway yes. uh, recently opened down... Oh, uh, Stephen. Uh, 42nd, I'm not sure where, where 45th Street. 40, 45th Street. Uh, yes. You're Broadway royalty. A, oh. a, a, a jewel in the Stephen. crown of Broadway, as I said when I was telling people about you tonight. Thank Absolutely. You. A big old... 
Ruby, Thanks. emerald, whatever you want. <laughs> have you been to the museum? And do oh, you have? Do they have, have I any, been? Do they have like? Just try to get me out of there, Stephen. <laughs> pack a lunch, put the family in the station wagon, and get yourself there. It's the most fun you can have on Broadway in a museum about Broadway. It's. <laughs> do you have a wing of your own well, or something? Uh, sure. They they not only have these great historical costumes and set pieces, yeah. but it's not just artifacts. It's an interactive museum for fifty bucks. Someone will will quick change you and and for a hundred a hologram of patty lapone will mercilessly berate you until you cry <laughs> i i personally enjoyed the stirring retrospect of 25 years of turn off your cell phone announcements <laughs> and there's an impressive lifelike recreation of backstage in a broadway theater you could spend the whole day in the hall of awkward dressing room conversations and uh, my favorite exhibit was uh, all about Ethel Merman's diaphragm. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm talking about her respiratory muscle. <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking, ladies and gentlemen. She had a hell of a diaphragm. She did. I have no doubt. I believe Ernest Borgnine gave it to her as a gift. <laughs> I, I want to know. I want to know. I want someone to do the research to find out the last time the words Ernest Borgnine <laughs> and Ethel Merman appeared in the same sentence on this stage. Well, you know they were married. Yes, I do. I, I you do know, know, for a yes. good 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about the, the next show of yours, oh, which is going to end up in the Museum of Broadway. Oh, and yes. that is Pictures from Home. It's yes. just around the corner at uh, yeah. Studio 54 here. Yeah. Uh, what is it about, and whom are you? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, I, as you can guess, I'm not a cockeyed optimist, but uh, audiences really seem to be loving this play. Mm -hmm. it, uh, it's, here, as a matter of fact, they even printed up oh, a little... Uh, there, you there you go. There you go. It's, uh, there it's it a, a beautiful piece written by Char White, directed by Bartlett Cher, and it's based on this 1992 uh, photo book memoir by the celebrated photographer Larry Sultan. For a period of about almost 10 years, he photographed and interviewed his parents, using them as his subjects to... Uh, focus on issues of family, mortality, and even the uh, the notion of politicizing family as they did in the Reagan years. Mm -hmm. and it was also his way, I think, of trying to get to know his father, to understand him and himself. I've seen the photos. They're beautiful. Yeah, it was a beautiful book. So, um, uh, Danny Burstein, the wonderful and brilliant Danny Burstein and Zoe Wanamaker play Larry and uh, his mother, Jean, and I play the father, Irv. And... Um, in order to differentiate in terms of age, and even though we're not totally uh, trying to look exactly like the real people just to suggest their look, we all have to wear wigs. Now, I know you've, you've worn wigs in, I have, in the yeah. past. And is, it, is, this, is this the one? Should yeah, I show well, the people? Well, not yet. Okay. <laughs> so... I want to do my part. I just want oh, to do my part. You're doing it very well. Thank you. Uh, there'll be an extra 50 for you. Um, <laughs> I no, need that for the quick change. <laughs> that's right. So, um, uh, these wigs, you know, wigs are, uh, it's, it's not like they can just plop one on you right off the rack and you go perfect. It right. takes a while to get it right. Sure. So, and they're uh, very elaborate. They're pieces of art. Yes, they are. And so Danny's was dark brown and mine was totally white. So when we first got them, I looked like Superman's father, Jarrell, <laughs> if, 
if he had retired to Miami Beach. And, and Danny's looked like Bob's big boy. So, which is not what we were going for, sure. but certainly a play I'd like to see. I can hear, I can hear Jarrell speaking. You will travel far, big boy. You will make my strength your own, but more importantly, you will serve classic American diner fare at reasonable prices. <laughs> right? Sure. So... It's another Emmy. I smell another, another Emmy. Emmy. I smell another so, Emmy. So anyway, they, they take them away and they dial them down a bit. And now I sort of have a jaunty Phil Donahue thing happening. And Danny looks when like... When do a, I get to show it? Danny looks like a Bruno Mars stunt double. So here, now you can show it. What do you think? It's very Phil. See, the thing is... It's very real. I, I had a traumatizing facial hair experience in a high school play years ago. <laughs> And I never quite got over it. So that's what my fear of hair is. Is that it, what play that, we, is this? This is me in arsenic and old lace. In high school. In high school. So I can tell, I'm, I can tell the subtlety started early oh, in your career. Yeah. You beat me to it. Yep. Yeah. And as you can see, I'm wearing, I seem to be wearing a merkin on my upper lip or, or, or a, a small woodland creature. <laughs> just happened to expire on my face. I think, what do you think it looks like? I you? think it looks like I said, take that pork chop, dip it in black ink, and smack me. It looks like two longshoremen fighting over a squirrel. It looks like I'm eating a muskrat, but I'm only halfway through. It's been nearly four years since you were on Broadway. I know. Our, our good luck, uh, luck that you're back. On thank Broadway. you. Well, so, uh, how, how, long, how long can you can you go without being on stage? Do you start to twitch at a certain point? <laughs> like I'm a meth addict? Yeah. Like sure. the swallows going back to Capistrano? Uh, no, I don't suddenly start obsessively Any... bowing at breakfast or... <laughs> no telltale? Blurting out, a horse, a horse, my kingdom for a horse in the middle of the night. Um, you know, it really, at this, at my age, it's really about the, the play, the material, that, that it touches you, that it moves you, makes you laugh, that it makes you want to put yourself through eight shows a week because it's a real discipline and challenge. Sure. Um, and, and this play it did that for me. Uh, you know, it's a play about parents and mortality, and, and, and mortality has been on my mind lately. And so I just thought this was really a worthwhile piece to bring back to, to Broadway. Uh, um, well, not back. It's a brand-new play. Mm -hmm. And it's a very scary time on Broadway. There's, you know, it, it hasn't really come fully back, certainly mm -hmm. not the tourist trade. And so it's a real risk to do a new play. And, and, but I just think this, this particular piece has, has great appeal and, and, and really touches people. We have to take a quick break, uh, Nathan Lane. No. Yes. No. But you stay here, because we'll be right back with more Nathan Lane. <laughs> MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never 
going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. With the star of Pictures from Home on Broadway at Studio 54, Nathan Lane. Well, but before we go here, I yeah. understand that you have some uh, big news. Oh, yes. That you'd like to share. This is an exclusive oh, for yes. The Late Show. Yes. From Nathan Lane. What is this? Well. I don't, I don't know what you're about to this say. This isn't about the Ari Aster film, uh, Bo is Afraid, coming out April 21st. This is about <laughs> I'm the new James Bond. Wow, that's a bold choice. Now, now, wow. now, before you start with the Twitter rants, hear me out. So Barbara Broccoli calls me and she says, Nathan, we want to take Bond in a whole new, more mature direction. Sure, sure. We think you're the guy. Yeah. So I said, sure, Barbara. I, I'd be honored to follow in the footsteps of these great actors. And uh, so she sent me the script. It's called Octogenarian Pussy. <laughs> or... Or, or the spy who loved Metamucil. <laughs> Bond is now at retirement age, living in a country manor house with his wife, Pussy Galore. Real name, Mildred Lefkowitz. He's a little bored. He gets a, a job in customer service at the local Home Depot, and that's when things get crazy. There's some very poignant scenes where Bond forgets his Apple ID. And he and Q have to go to the Genius Bar in a, a very, very powerful scene at Rite Aid when 007 goes up to the pharmacist and says, Bond, gold bond. <laughs> Will it help with my eczema? The heart of the story is Bond fighting for full pension and benefits while trying to balance the cost of top-shelf vodka and Savile Row haberdashery on a fixed income. <laughs> Sadly, his libido isn't what it used to be. A Bond girl shows up in his hotel suite and says she's there to offer him super sex. And he says, super sex? I think I'll have the soup. But until that comes out, Pictures from Home is on Broadway at Studio 54. The man is Nathan Lane, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 